Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Derry. Today we're going to continue our series titled The Journey with Message 5, which is titled Divine Connections. And I'm really excited about this message. It's all about how God uses divine connections in our life to transmit blessing both to us and through us. And the series, The Journey, is all about our growth in Christ and the walk that God has on us and his faithfulness to fulfill his desire for us. Listen in, take notes, and I'll check with you at the end of the podcast. Amen. Turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 10. Excuse me, Genesis 12. That's where we want to start. Genesis chapter 12. We've been talking about the journey, and the journey is God's pathway for our lives. And God's pathway for our lives is revealed when the Apostle John got the vision and the revelation to share with the church. He said, Beloved, I would that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And the word prosper means to be equipped for a journey. So we know that the journey is what God sends us to do, but his equipping always comes with his instruction to go. Amen? So whenever God tells us to go, God always equips us for that which we are sent to go to do. Amen? And so your journey is made up of a couple of different things. Your journey is made up of the path in which you have to go. Your journey is made up of your equipping that you must take. And your journey is is also filled with individuals who God sends on the journey with you. Amen. When I was a young man and I was in high school, I walked home from school most days because I didn't have an automobile. And so I would walk home from school and my pathway, I had several friends and we were all friends and we would walk down this street together and we'd all leave the school together. And we'd be walking down the road and we'd go down Stearns Boulevard all the way down right by Foothill Square and then we'd all start separating. In other words, we took a journey together and there was a come a time where I've got to go down 106th, he's got to go down Foothill He's got to go this way, that way. We all had different ways we had to go. But then we come back tomorrow and meet in the same spot. Amen? So when we went separate ways, we were not breaking fellowship. We were actually just going on our journey. Amen. And when I got home, my journey wasn't done because tomorrow morning I got to go on the same journey. And sometimes we feel like we complete a journey, but your journey's never done. Amen. When this journey's over is when your spirit leaves your body and not a moment before. Amen. So as long as you're in the body that you're in, your journey continues. Amen. Amen. So sometimes our culture has taught us when you get a certain age, you have to retire. Amen. And retire is not a bad thing if you have the right mentality concerning retirement. Because some people believe retirement means you shut it down. When retirement should be, you just changing jobs. Amen. Because if you retire, you'll find out in a minute, you still got a job. Because everybody will call you and ask you to do stuff. That's what they tell me anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. (laughs) I got somebody say, this is true. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Now. The other part of the journey is to understand that our journey as believers is impacted by the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, which says, 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Amen? So when you seek the kingdom, then what does God do? God makes sure that the things you need for your journey are added to you when you need them. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I remember we started this church. We were praying with Juan and Dorothy Collier, and uh, we, we discovered when we were praying together, uh, we were saying, okay, we're going to start the church. What are we going to do? We need, God, we need some resources. We're going to believe God from resources. And all of a sudden, Tammy said, hey, remember, a few years ago, we started this account. We started this account together because we were going to start this account together, and we're going to bring our money together, and we're going to buy a vacation home together. That's what we were going to do. Amen? So praise the Lord. Now, we started the account by us putting 200 in, and they put 200 in. And then we never put no more money in. So then when it's time to start the church, we said, praise the Lord, we got $400 to start the church. Praise the Lord. We got 200 excuse me, $400. And actually we had $400, and I think it was 85 cents from interest. 425 from interest, amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. We had $425 to start the church. Praise the Lord. What does that mean? That God looked ahead when we didn't know what he was doing, and he had us link up and have a vision of what we was going to do, but it was our vision, not God's vision. But God used our vision to put in place what we needed to get started. Amen? Amen. And then the fifth person that was starting to help us start out, they came to the table. We were all praying. They said, God, we're going to start the church. We need some e equipment. Praise the Lord. Where are we going to get some equipment from? We, we only got $400.25. We can't spend the whole money on equipment. As a matter of fact, if you've been to Guitar Center, you're going to find out $400.25 is not going to buy you some cables and one microphone <laughs> and nothing to play it back with. Amen. I said, man, Lord, okay, what are we going to do? And so, Eliza Bircher was sitting and she said, I told my dad what we're getting ready to do. And he said, he's going to come by the house because he's got some sound equipment in his shed in the backyard. I'm like, what? He got equipment in his shed? He's, what, is he, what is he doing with equipment in his shed? And I forgot about the fact that he had started an electronic store and he had got this stuff and he went to this church and the church was upgrading their sound system. He took their existing working sound system. They said, well, you just take it. Somebody might want it. He didn't know anybody wanted it, so he took it and put it in his shed. He shut down his store, took all the stuff out of the store, put it in his, sh his five sheds he had in the backyard. And when she said it, he remembered he had the equipment. Praise the Lord. And guess what? We, we still got some of that stuff working in here right now. Amen. So I didn't, I, I, said, I said, how much you want for this? He said, man, just give me $100. I said, what, $100? He said, yeah. He had a subwoofer too, but I couldn't, I couldn't. I said, man, I can't do that because I got I to fit all this stuff in the back of my car, so I can't, can't take that. He drove it to the house, put it in my garage. We had a soundboard. We had monitors. We had speakers, all for $100. Why? Because God looks ahead, 
and makes a provision. And he said, if you seek me, seek me, seek the kingdom, I will add everything else that you need. Praise the Lord. So I'm excited because everything we have needed from the day we started to today, God has always sent it at the right time. Not only stuff, but people. Amen. God always sends somebody who's got the answer to what we need. Amen. Amen. When Lorenzo, when Lorenzo shared with us, he, came, he met with us one day after church, he said, you know what? I think God's leading me in a different direction. We said, oh, okay. And so the peace of God came on me. Peace. And so he said, we're going to go to this long. Okay. And so me and Tammy went home. We're sitting there. We said, okay, Lord, what's the Lord going to do? What's the Lord going to do? And we're literally, we're sitting in our den watching television. And probably three weeks before that, an old friend of mine contacted me and said, you know what? I got a piano I want to give you. First, she wanted to sell it to me. And I said, well, no, I ain't buying no piano. Can't play the piano. I ain't buying no piano. I, ain't buy, I can't buy something. I'm not spending money on something I ain't going to use. She said, oh, never mind. I'll give it to you. I said, what? She said, I'll give it to you. Just pay for the movement, and that's it. So I called some people. They came. They moved the piano. We put the piano in our dining room, got rid of our dining room table. We stuck a piano right there. <laughs> so now we got this piano, and then I'm, I'm, doing my, I'm playing my four little chords, I know. And then I change them around, playing faster. <laughs> and that's all I'm doing. And me and Tammy are sitting in our den watching TV, and our son walks in the house with a friend of his. And the two of them sit down. He said, oh, man, a piano. And he starts playing. And Tammy said, no, God didn't. No, God didn't send Brian Simmons in this house when we need a piano player. <laughs> Amen. What you say? Two days after we had a need, the Holy Spirit sent him to the house and he sat down on the piano somebody gave us to play the piano to reveal God's will. What do you say? He just keeps on doing stuff. Amen? What does that mean? That means God said, you're on a journey and if you trust me, if you trust me on the journey, I'll make sure everything you need. Keep seeking me first. And then I'll make sure everything you need is on your path. So if I don't have to seek things anymore, what do I do with myself? <laughs> Amen. Because if some of us didn't have to seek stuff anymore, we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. Because that occupies a lot of our time. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, say, he ain't talking about you. Come on. <laughs> Amen. But to prosper means to be equipped for a journey. And God has equipped you for the journey he has your life on. And even when it looks like you don't have what you need, you need to say, Father, thank you. You have equipped me for this journey. And I thank you. My needs are met according to your riches and your glory through Christ Jesus. Amen. Where are God's riches and where is God's glory? <laughs> 
Ask your neighbor. Ask your neighbor. Do you know where, uh, where God's riches and glory are? Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm about to tell you where they are. and You might be surprised. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, ask your other neighbor, say, do you know where it is? I like y'all getting high with me. Do you know where it is? <laughs> Amen. Come on. Genesis chapter 12. I'm going to stretch your mind today and I got to stretch it fast. Amen. <laughs> Not too fast, but just fast enough. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to A-B-R-A-M, Abram. Not Abraham yet, Abram. In other words, before Abram got to know God really well, his name, his born name was Abram. Eventually God changed his name to Abraham. And that may seem like a little thing, but when God changes your name, he only changes it for a reason. Amen? Come on. Verse, continue verse 1. Get out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house. Amen. Leave your country, leave your family, and leave your father. Amen. Leave everything behind. To a land which I will show you. In other words, God said, I'm going to guide you somewhere. Abram, I'm taking you on a journey. Amen. Tell your neighbor, Jay, Abram had to go on a journey. Then after the journey come the promises. Verse 2. I will make you a great nation. How many of you understand that you can't become a great nation inside of another nation? <laughs> Amen. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. The word bless and the word blessing here in Hebrew is the word Barak, the name of your former president. Barak. It means blessing. Barak. I will Barak you and I will make you a Barak. <laughs> Amen. I will Barak you, bless you, and make you a Barak. Amen. You shall be a Barak. You shall be a blessing. I'm going to bless you and make you a blessing. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm a blessing because I'm blessed. And I'm blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Verse 3. I will barack those who barack you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be baracked. Blessed. Amen. Amen. I want you to look closely at this passage here. 
because I'm going to stretch your mind today. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Tell your neighbor, say, divine connections. Divine connections. I mentioned to you earlier the blessing I received in kind of an informal life group when I was a young Christian was sitting with my two, uh, two mentors that I refer to them as mentors. Um, we ran into one of them the other night. We were at the House of Soul and uh, ran into him there. And I had chicken on my finger, so I didn't want to shake his hand too, too hard. But anyway... We ran into him there, and we're talking, and we're reminiscing about old days and what have you. And then he mentioned my other mentor, who is now uh, uh, gone to glory. And so as we're talking, um, when we walked away from them, the Holy Spirit had been tapping me for a little while now about dealing with an issue. And he'd been tapping on me, tapping on me, tapping on me. And I had been, you know, when I ran into him, it just kind of sent me over the edge. I had a couple of experiences that had, sent, and, and that had, had been moving me in the direction. And then all of a sudden, when I ran into him, it was kind of like a bam. And that is, is that you cannot be a blessing when you are isolated. <laughs> Amen. And so what the Holy Spirit was dealing with me is about my, my over-independence and how, because I'm overly independent, I rob other people of their being blessed by what I have to give. Amen. You can't give who you can't reach. You cannot give to those you can't reach. You have to be reachable in order to be a blessing. And if you're not reachable, you cannot be a blessing. And because we're in the kingdom and we are interested in giving, you can't give what you can't touch. Amen. So the Holy Spirit was bringing me back to my remembrance. He said, remember when you were the receiver. Remember when you were eager to sit and listen, and hear, but now you've become independent, and you're not so eager to give. But I'm always giving. Yeah. But you're not giving the way I'm asking you to give. In other words, I want you to give in another way. Amen. Abraham could never be a blessing to those he could not touch. Amen. Why are we blessed by Abraham? Because he touched us by faith. Amen. He touched us through his seed. The seed of Abraham has reached out and touched our lives, and so we have received something that we're divinely connected by Abraham to receive. Amen. What do you receive from Abraham? You receive from Abraham the gift of faith. You receive from Abraham the blessing, the Barak of God, the blessing of God comes to your life because of Abraham. Because without Abraham saying yes to God and having a child with his wife when he was considered too old to do it, you have a Savior. 
Hey, come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. The reason you have a Savior is because one man who was 99 years old reached out to his 86-year-old wife and said, baby, we got to do this thing. We got to do it for the Lord. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Okay, wives, I don't want to hear it next week that your husband said, baby, for the Lord. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, for the Lord, for the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My wife said, yes, keep moving. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, comes key points I want you to think about as we're talking about this. Because, you know, it, it's, it, the reality is, is Abraham's our father. But he's our father by faith. And his promises is that God said, I'm going to bless you in order to make you a blessing. To make you a blessing. I'm blessing you to make you a blessing. In other words, the whole reason God wants you blessed is so you can be a blessing. But unfortunately, when we don't renew our minds, we think we're supposed to be blessed because we're special. No, you're blessed because you're supposed to be a blessing. Amen? And if you recognize you're supposed to be a blessing, it will make you special. Amen? But you've got to have the mindset that you understand God is trying to bless you to make you a blessing. That's the promise of Abraham. It's the promise that's on your life. So tell your neighbor, say, you are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Our guiding principle number six is that you are blessed to be a blessing and you're gifted for a purpose. Amen. You have a purpose in life and your purpose, part of your purpose is to be a blessing to other people. Now, what does that mean? It means the first part of our element of our prosperity uh, or what God gives us for the journey is the relationship that we have with God. The brother said it was upreach to God, right? But the second part of your blessing is to be a blessing. It is the relationships that God divinely puts you in. Amen? Listen, you are divinely blessed because somebody came and brought Jesus to your life. Amen? They divinely were inspired, divinely guided, divinely anointed to get the word of God to you so you could receive God. And when you receive God, you got the first level of your prosperity and now your redemption and the power that God uses through your redemption and the wisdom and the understanding that comes with it is now your gift to somebody else. Because you've been blessed to be a blessing. Amen? So, well, all I know is how I got saved. Well, guess what? It's a whole bunch of people on their way to hell that would like to hear that story. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. If a man is in the water drowning and you stand on the side of the pool and you tell him what he needs to do, will he be grateful if he can do it? Some say yes and some say no. If it's something hard that you have to show him, he'll be mad at you because he can't do it. But what if the man drowning in the pool just needs to be told they've already created this side of the pool just for you? The pool is only four feet deep. Stand up, my brother. Stand up. (laughs) 
my brother, it's all, it's all, all the work has been done. The pool has already been made shallow because they knew you were coming. So stand up, my brother, and receive the salvation of the Lord. <laughs> if he stands up, he said, man, it was that easy. Yes, because the work was already done. <laughs> Amen. Because there's a whole lot of people drowning in the world thinking, looking for complex answers. And the answer is the work is done. Stand up. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The work is done. It's not hard. It's not complex. It's not difficult. And guess what? You don't even have to get in the water to tell him. <laughs> Amen. All right. Come on. I praise God for my divine connection. I praise God for the person who was blessed to be a blessing to me, to tell me how easy it was to get saved. And I praise the Lord for God doing the work of bringing me revelation to receive those words when they came. Amen. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, say, that's how I got saved. Praise the Lord. Somebody with a divine connection met me. Hallelujah. Some, your divine connection might have been your grandmother. Your divine connection might have been your parents. Your divine connection may have been another person at school that you were at. Your divine connection could have been a whole lot of people. Amen. But whoever it was, was divinely gifted to give you something. And praise the Lord, if they didn't give it to you, where would you be? Come on. Come on. Divine connections are powerful and they are what we need in this season. Amen. Come on. Listen, I want you to understand a couple of things really quickly. I got to move quickly. Praise the Lord. First of all, key point number one, write this down. We're going to bring it up on the screen. Take a look, write it down. Key point number one, God created and designed man who is us, Ish and Isha together is man, male and female, for fellowship with him and with other people. That's what we were designed for. We were designed for fellowship with God first and then with other people. How do I know that for sure? Because God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, he created them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth after your kind. And then it tells us that Adam is then brought by God all the animals. And God tells him, name them all. Because what you name, you have authority over. Amen? Amen. If you named your kids, remember, just let them know, I named you. <laughs> your kids start acting up, let them know. I, you, I say, I, come on now, I named you. <laughs> I got authority over you. But then God told him after that, God looks at Adam doing his work, and he says, it's not good that Adam should be alone. I'm going to make a helper comparable to him. But God doesn't then reach in the dirt and make another man. He could have. But he didn't. He didn't do the same thing again. Because he wasn't trying to make two of the same. He's trying to make one and one comparable to him. So he reaches in Adam, pulls a rib out of Adam, and then shapes another to be complementary to him. Now, what does that mean? It means God wanted two who were different to now become one. Amen? Why is it important for two who are different to become one? Because it requires something that God had in heaven that we didn't have, Adam didn't have alone. And that was partnership. 
Because Genesis chapter 1 tells us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the world. But God is there, but then the Holy Spirit, who is God, is resting on the face of the deep. So what does that mean? There's more than one. Not more than one God, but God has more than one manifestation. Amen? There's only one human race. There's only one. And we have different manifestations of each other, but we're called to be partners. That's why the revelation of the New Testament is that we are not individuals, but we are the body of Christ. In other words, we've been joined together and we're one with Christ. Amen. Come on, this is important because this means why God had to correct me about independence. He said, because you can't be independent and be effective in the body of Christ. Amen. In fact, son, the independent person in heaven is no longer in heaven. <laughs> Amen. Come on. In other words, I had to, I had to adapt and adjust my behavior, my natural behavior, to fit my spiritual identity. My spiritual identity is that I'm one with my brothers and sisters in Christ, but my natural identity is that I'm independent being. <laughs> amen, amen, come on, I'm working on you, I'm, st- I'm going to stretch your mind today, amen. Created and designed for fellowship. Fellowship, remember, is not... We had great fellowship together. No, fellowship is partnership. It is partnership, to be partnered together in the work. If you remember last week, we talked about part of your blessing of God is that God has made you fellow workers together with him. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, hey, fellow worker, I'm glad to have you next to me. Listen, God created Adam complete, and then he empowered him with a purpose based on his design. He observed it was not good for man to be alone, and so then he created Isha, or female, to be partner comparable to the man, to be partners together. Amen. Number two, key point number two. I want you to take a look and look at this. You are the divine connection to the people in your oikos. <laughs> Remember, in the kingdom, giving is better than receiving. So what we have to remember, sometimes we are trained in the world system to be involved in groups in which we benefit. And if we don't benefit, I ain't got time for that. (laughs) Amen. Except the kingdom is, we come together to give to each other. We come together to bless one another. Because you've been blessed to be a blessing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm going to stretch your mind. Amen. In the kingdom, you are blessed to be a blessing, which means you are always involved in things in which you come to be the blessing. <laughs> tell, you, say, tell your neighbor, say, I came today to be a blessing to you. Amen. hallelujah Abraham was blessed to be a blessing turn to Mark chapter 5 Mark chapter 5 what is your oikos (laughs) I'm telling you some things when you read the Bible sometimes our religion catches a torpedo (laughs) a torpedo right in the rear of the boat 
<laughs> all right, anyway, all right. Y'all wasn't ready for that one. Amen. <laughs> all right, Mark chapter 5. We want to go to verse 15. Listen close to this story. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid. So what is the background to this? The background to this is that Jesus comes to a certain place and when he gets there, they get off the boat and everybody's afraid to get off the boat because they've heard that there's a crazy man running around in the caves and along the shore, screaming at people, breaking chains. Every time they chain him up, he breaks the chains off of himself and he's cutting himself and he's crazy. And so when Jesus sees him, Jesus goes past him and talks to the demons who are in him and said, what is your name? And they responded and said, we are legion because we are many. And Jesus, after he finished with his politeries, said, get out. You got to go. And they responded and said, we know who you are. Are you going to make us go before our time? He said, look, you can go in those pigs over there. And point something out really quickly. Why are a bunch of Jewish farmers raising pigs? If we're not eating pork, what are these pigs for? I never heard of pig milk. <laughs> so what are these pigs actually for? Amen? But Jesus cast the demon out. The man is now no longer running around naked. Now he is clothed and in his right mind. Y'all heard, when you, anybody grew up in church, you probably said, thank the Lord I'm clothed and in my right mind. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm glad you're clothed and in your right mind too. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, Lord. All right, verse 16. They were afraid, and those who saw it told them how it happened. How it happened to him. And who had been demon-possessed about the swine. When the swine received the demons that the guy had, they ran off a cliff into the ocean, into the sea. And so the farmers are mad. <laughs> Wait a minute, man. We was raising them pigs. <laughs> and they all ran off the cliff. <laughs> listen, listen to this. Verse 17. Then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. Jesus, just please leave, okay? No harm, no foul. We weren't supposed to be raising them, so we ain't going to get all upset. But please leave for something else happens. Amen. Some more of our dirt comes to the, sea, to, the, uh, to the surface here. Verse 18. When he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. Listen to this. Verse 19. However, Jesus did not permit him to go, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion 
on you. And the man departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him, and all marveled. You see, this man's instinct when he received a miracle from Jesus was to keep, stay with Jesus. Jesus, let me go with you. Let me, let, oh man, I want to I be with you. I want to learn everything you got to teach. Jesus said, no, 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 no. That's not what I want you to do. What I want you to do is go home and be a divine connection to the people who've never even heard that I exist. Let your, let your friends and your people see what good things, marvelous things God has done for you. Let them see that. In other words, you want to come and hear but it's better for you to go and give. It's better for you to go and be a divine connection instead of pursuing a divine connection. Amen. Amen. I want to stretch your mind. I want to stretch your mind. Why do you become part of a life group? Because you got something to give. <laughs> you become a part of a life group because you have something to offer, not because of what you're going to get. Amen. What do you have to offer? What do you have to give? You have something that God has moved in your life and done for you. You have a testimony, a story. You have something awesome that God has blessed you with. So what do you have to give? Because God has made you a divine connection for people who are waiting to hear your story. Woo, come on, y'all. God made you a divine connection. I want you to put your hand on, on your, put your hand on your, on your oh, oh, just above your, your chest here and say, I am. Designed, designed to be, to be a, divine a divine connection. Amen. Why do I have you put it there? Because I want you to know that your voice is anointed. Amen. Your voice is anointed to speak out and say what God has done for you. Amen. You've been blessed with a bless. You've been blessed to be a blessing. Reason you have been walking with God the years that you have, and the reason that you've been knowing God the way you have is because God has put right here in your throat the words of life to give to somebody else. Amen. Amen. Guess what? My life is enriched because Ron Burris and Eddie Wells spent some time in a donut shop sharing their stories and the word of God with a little young man who didn't know Jack. <laughs> Amen. Reason you have a pastor is because those two guys sat in a donut shop and poured out something into a guy who didn't know Jack. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And guess what? The reason I learned something from those guys is because somebody took those guys, sat them down, and taught them something they didn't know, and then they could teach me. Because what does it say in 2 Timothy chapter 2? It says, these things you have seen and heard from me. Paul told Timothy, what you see from me, what you heard from me, I want you to go find somebody faithful who you can teach it to so then they can find somebody to teach it to. Amen. These things you've seen and heard of me, you teach it to them, and they're going to teach somebody else. Why? Because that's how God works. He uses people to become divine connections for other people's lives. And he blesses our lives because we become God's hands and God's feet in the world. Amen. Come on. Come on, y'all. Amen. Your prosperity is based on your relationships. The relationships you have build prosperity in your life and when people tell you things or share things with you or people share things with you or people challenge you 
the thing that happens is you begin to grow because of what you're given. But now here's the reverse side of that. The enemy then starts trying to take division or takes your own personal challenges and tries to use them so people become irritants to you that you begin to try to avoid. <laughs> Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, I love you. He wasn't talking about you. Come on. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I know I'm not the only one. That sometimes the people you don't want, you don't want, you don't want to see them. <laughs> I love my pastor. He be with me, but my pastor be with me over there. Amen. And sometimes you don't. You say, "Oh man, no, not today, not today." Amen. I'm like, you mind your own business. Everything's going well, and then you see, "Oh no, no, no." <laughs> Man, the day was going so good. Test your character every time. Test your character every time. And that's what the Lord has said. The Lord said, do you love me? And feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Amen. Amen. If you love me, you ain't going to hide from my sheep. Amen. So I don't hide from y'all. Amen. (laughs) I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm not playing. I don't hide from y'all. Amen. Anyway. I don't hide from y'all. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4. What he told, what he told, what Jesus told the man to do is go home to your oikos. The Greek word for your family is oikos. And it doesn't mean your family as in just the people. It means the people around you. Okay? He said, go home. Go to your oikos and tell them all the great things that God has done. Tell them all the great things that God has done. Now, what happens is when your oikos grows, so does your prosperity. There are people I met that blessed my life. I didn't know why I was meeting them. I didn't know they would be, I was meeting them in order for them to become a blessing to me. I just meeting, meeting a guy. I remember, you guys, I don't, if you guys have been here for a long time, one day two guys walked in the room. They, they came to visit. And they came to prison and they had a bottle of oil with them. And they came up and they came and they said, Pastor, can we have some moment? They came up here and, the, the oil, and so I think some of this oil might be some of that oil still in there. They came and brought a, oil, a bottle of oil in here. And they said, the Lord told us to come and pray for you. And they prayed and then they, they uh, put money in my hand and they said, we, the Lord told us to do this for you. I said, praise the Lord. Just, what, what? What's going on? But the two men that walked in here, one of them was a man I met because I was coaching his son playing basketball. I was coaching his son playing basketball, and we were all, we were doing little drills, and it was a middle school team, but I didn't care. I said, I'm going to treat you like you grown men in here. <laughs> Make you play like grown men in here. Come on, we're going to teach you everything. I was teaching, and he stood there and watched. He said, this guy is serious. We're going to just roll the balls out and let them play. No, you, if you're going to be here, you're going to play. And so we made them play. We, we forced them. We had a great team. We, we did great. Then it was a couple of years I was there at that school. And so then his son ends up going to high school with my son. And so they're in the same high school together. And then, so they're, they're getting together. And then one day, somebody invited me to be part of the school board. And I saw him. I said, hey, hey, man, you should come to this meeting tonight. <laughs> and then he was roped in on the school board. <laughs> So the two of us are just, we're just two guys moving along. 
But what I don't know is that he then is talking to other people about what God is doing over here, what God is doing with us. And so what do they do? They walk in the room to anoint us. Why? Because who you know, God is always using people to bless your life. There's another brother I know. He's preached here several times. And something happened between me and him years ago. And, and I'll take that back. Me and him were in the same place. And something happened, not between us, but somebody told people that it was between us. And so we went left and right. And I found out, I didn't know he was mad at me. But then he, then he didn't, then it, what ended up happening is, he's mad because somebody told him to be mad. But then we find out, none of it was true. And then what happened? Now me and him are brothers. Amen. Now he, we're brothers. Why? Because we know the truth. And we find out that God's design, that man was sent in an environment in order to meet me so me and him could be blessings and brothers walking forward together. Amen. Amen. Why? Because if we keep seeking the kingdom, then God will add all things to us. And even when the enemy tries to divide, God will still make sure that we get what we need. Amen. Amen. Listen, point number one was God created and designed man for fellowship with him and with others. That's number one. Point number two, you are the divine connection to the people in your oikos. In other words, you have an anointing on your life. That's why when Jesus showed up, he opened the book and he read to the synagogue, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. What was he saying? He said, I didn't come to be blessed. I'm come here to be a blessing. Amen. I already got God. I'm already blessed. Amen. That's why your first level of your prosperity is to know who you are in Christ. Because when you know you're complete in Christ, then you're free to be a blessing to other people. Amen. So most of my relationships are not, by what, not based on what I can get from people. <laughs> Amen. Amen. My relationships are blessed on what I can give. Mm, come on. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm going to increase my relationships. Amen. All right. I got, to, I, got to, I got to shut down here, so I got to get this to you. Third point. Our divine connections call us to spiritual maturity. I'm going to ask that you read something when you leave here because I don't have time because if I start on this passage, I'm going to be here preaching for another hour and a half. So I'm not going to do that to you today. Amen. Read Ephesians 4, verses 11 through 16. Now, I'm going to say something that when you read it, you'll understand what I'm saying, but you've got to go home and read it. Amen? Listen close. The point is, our divine connections call us to spiritual maturity. In other words, you will never mature spiritually until you learn two things. Number one, to impart those things that God gives to you. Because your, your spiritual growth is never complete until you figure out how can you share with others what you've learned. Amen? You will always be the learner until you start to teach. <laughs> Amen? But here's the second thing. And the second thing is harder than the first. The first is just a matter of you activating it. Here's the second thing, and here's the most difficult thing. God sends people into your life to bring you to maturity. And the Bible teaches us that as iron sharpens iron, 
so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. I want you to listen close. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. So unless you are being sharpened by a friend, you're not growing. Unless you're being sharpened by a friend, you're not growing. You're knowing and you're doing, but you might not be growing. Amen? And that's what the Lord was dealing with me on. He said, you're knowing and you're doing, but you're not growing. And you're not growing because you're not allowing yourself to be sharpened. Now, what does it mean to be sharpened? Because the image he gives is iron sharpens iron. And that image is of two swords being scraped against each other to sharpen each other. In other words, something has to be hard as you are. (laughs) Come on, listen to this close. Something got to be hard as you are to make you get sharpened. (laughs) Come on. So God don't send nothing soft. God doesn't send pillows and rainbows to you to sharpen you. Amen. Rainbows are sign of the covenant. It ain't there to sharpen you. He don't send pillows. They for sleeping. He sends iron to sharpen you. Amen. And iron is coming to scrape against you and it's got to be hard enough to get you sharpened, which means it's got to be hard enough to get you to change. <laughs> Come on. Whatever comes for you, y'all, you might say, I don't change, I don't take change easy, then something hard is coming after you. <laughs> you need to get you need to get what pillows that make me change. Come on. Send me some pillows, Lord. I will change if you say change. But if you stubborn like me, then God will have to send something harder than you to sharpen you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you don't like change, you better start liking change. <laughs> Amen. Now let me, tell, let me explain something about change and then we're going to pray. Here's the thing about change. People say they don't like change. It's not that you don't like change. Because if I tell you I have a million dollars I'm going to give you, you'll take that change. <laughs> change my life. <laughs> Amen. So it's not change, it's not the problem. There are certain things that you're entrenched in that have to be changed. Those are the things you don't want to let go of. Those are the things that become harder to let go of. And sometimes they're hard not because you're holding on, but because something's holding on to you. Amen. And sometimes you've got to discover that there's something holding on you. The drag on your life is not because you ain't in shape. It's because something's got a 100-pound weight running behind you. And we might have to cut that line on that weight, but you're going to realize that that thing is tied around you, and you've fallen in love with the buckle that it's holding on to. And if you give us access to that buckle, we'll let that weight go. But you're still holding on to the buckle because it looks good. It's your buckle you had for a long time. It's your great-granddaddy's buckle that he left you in his inheritance. Amen? 
Amen. Amen. I got, I got to close. I got, I, got to, I got to shut it down. Listen, read that passage and remember, God has called you to be a divine connection. Sometimes you're the iron in somebody else's life. And people are going to run from you sometimes when they start to feel the sharpening. But you can't take it personal. You just got to remember, no, 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 no. I got a divine connection. If somebody, I gave them some correction and they ran, they ran like their pants was on fire. <laughs> but I still, I still got them in my sights. They don't know I got them, but I got them in my sights still. I'm still on them because God didn't change my assignment. Amen. They changed They changed the assignment. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I still got them in my, I still got them on my radar. And guess what? And sometimes I don't want them on my radar. But I love God more than I love what I love. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands. Let's give God some praise. Our divine connections are calling us to spiritual maturity. And we praise God that iron is sharpening iron. And we are allowing ourselves to be sharpened, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the sharpening of our lives. We thank you for the kingdom relationships and the people in our oikos. Number one, the ones that have been sent to us. And then number two, the ones that we've been sent to. And so we thank you right now, Lord, that you're giving us wisdom and insight and understanding on how to be a blessing. How to let the blessing of Abraham be on our lives, Lord. How to allow us to receive blessing from you and, and pour back that blessing to others. Thank you, Father, for sending us into environments with an understanding that we are there to be the blessing. Hallelujah. Thank you for shifting our mindset and shifting how we look at problems and looking at issues and look at interpersonal challenges. And I thank you, Lord, for giving us the wisdom right now to see those interpersonal issues as opportunities to share the love of God, to be the blessing that God has called us to be, and to help expose others to the kingdom. And we thank you and give you praise for these things right now. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's message titled Divine Connections from our series titled The Journey. For more information about Abundant Life Worship Center, please feel free to check out our website at AbundantLifeWorship.net. And on our site, you're going to find more information about us, our church and events calendar, and other things that might be of interest to you. Once again, the site is AbundantLifeWorship.net. Now, you can also find us on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash AbundantLifeWorship.net. God bless, and we look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. And until then, we want you to remember that Jesus came to give you life and that more abundantly.